This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into a special Smooth Sunday edition to another Dolphins podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. It is the Jake and Josh show, but before we get into an actual for an April 16th, I'm actually jazzed up for the information we're talking about today. But before we get into all that, Joshua Houts, I saw you sipping your coffee. Happy Sunday, my friend. How you doing? Happy Sunday, man. Kids woke me up at like seven o'clock. Still probably have sleepies in my eyes, but I'm glad we get to come on here and talk about the Dolphins making a little bit of a splash signing, you know, last night when no one really expected it. So I'm doing good. Always doing good when I get to talk football with you, especially about the Dolphins. How have you been, man? Dude, I'm doing great. The sun's out. And you know what? I figured out something new today, Joshua. And that is that the man formerly known as Robbie Anderson is now going by Chosen Anderson. So how about you tell me about this? The, The Dolphins just had Saturday night special. No one expected. Yeah, well, apparently he originally was Robbie with a Y, then changed it to Robbie with an IE, and now he's Chosen Anderson. So um, I don't think anybody really expected this. There was some Chase NFL or something like that reported that the Dolphins signed uh, Chosen Anderson. No one kind of, I I mean, I never heard of the guy. I didn't think it was anything real. And then you go Mm -hmm. over to his Instagram, and there he is. Uh, posting, you know, things on his story, celebrating that he's now a Miami Dolphin. He actually uh, opened up a box. Everyone, what's in the box? He opened up this box, and there it was, to a tongue of Iloa jersey. He's now signed. <laughs> it's official. One-year deal, I guess. Uh, I think Ian Rappaport said it right before we came on the air. So, uh, yeah, man, Robbie Anderson, Chosen Anderson, whatever you want to call him, 29 years old, um, been around the league. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about that. But at one point, I know we both remembered him being a fantasy god in that one 2020 season. So I'm a little bit excited to see what can come of it. But obviously, there's some other concerns that you have to deal with. But overall, not a sign that I think we expected, but one that I think we can all get behind and at least try to spin in a positive manner. Yeah, nobody expected. We're, we're just going to go Mr. Anderson. That's That way we have all our bases covered on that one. Uh, Josh, if you had to like rank the top three positions of the Dolphins, you would expect them not to make an addition at. I think quarterback is one. I think wide receiver was kind of one. And, and I don't know what else you'd put up there, but but you're, I think you're right where was, receiver, what are the Dolphins doing here? What's the mindset here? And, and first, man, where I go to is uh, the, the Bills game in the playoffs, if I remember correctly, they had a backup tight end who caught his first career touchdown in the playoffs in a huge moment. Um, I, I think one thing we really underestimate is the idea of just people who can flat out catch the ball. Uh, Braylon Sanders last year, there was a couple situations where he could have made a name for himself. He could have been on Sports Center's top 10 with a huge uh, long ball touchdown, but he, he dropped it and, you know, it's not his fault. It comes with being a rookie, right? There are those developmental things that you, you just can't always trust these guys. I think what the addition of Robbie Anderson kind of signals is that those late season games, you want someone you can trust. There's going to be situations where it's your fifth guy running out there wide open. And if he makes that big play, that isn't, you know, him making a big play instead of Tyree Kill. That's him making a big play alongside of Tyree Kill. And I think that is what the Dolphins are looking for here as they want to be not only the team that makes the playoffs, but can win in the playoffs as well. 
Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, heading into this offseason, you felt pretty good about the wide receiver unit. I mean, I guess the biggest concern I have here is what does this mean for Eric Ezukoma's development, right? I mean, mm-hmm. but I think overall, maybe Dolphin fans would just see this as the Dolphins having some money left over. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not going to guesstimate what this deal's worth, but it's probably close to the vet minimum. And when you, again, when yep. you remember what type of uh, playmaker Robbie Anderson could be at one point, I mean, this guy is a guy that was a speed demon and adding him to that offense with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. I mean, I just don't know how defenses, uh, you know, account for that. When he was traded or uh, when he did sign with the Carolina Panthers, it was in 2022 year deal worth 20 million. That was actually after spending four seasons with our division rival, the New York Jets. But um, he did have his best year that year, catching 95 balls. Three touchdowns. So that was his best season. Followed that up with uh, 519 and five touchdowns a year after. And then after that, it just kind of all went downhill. I know late um, last season, he got traded to the Arizona Cardinals for, I believe it was a 2024 fifth round pick and a 2025 sixth round pick. And when he went to the Cardinals, I mean, I think he caught 17 balls for like 72 yards or something like that. So um, this is a guy that I don't want to say is on a downward trajectory, but um, at least from a statistical standpoint, that's where he's at. But he really hasn't had many quarterbacks right I mean he's been with a bunch of uh I don't want to say nobodies but a bunch of journeymen you know throughout his career so to see him come to Miami and Mike McDaniel's offense again I think they have a role in mind for him I guess my question to you Jake is does this make him wide receiver three with everybody that the Dolphins have on that depth chart wow that's a that's a tough question and that wide receiver three is instantly one of the biggest fights on the entire roster um, you know, you got Cedric Wilson sitting there at Braxton Barrios. I mean, you're everyone's already kind of saying, you know, the the generic short wide receiver slot guy who's going to be awesome in the Mike McDaniel system. Um, obviously, Wes Welker as a coach doesn't hurt as well. And, and then you bring in Robbie Anderson. And I think it's fair to say he was kind of dealt a tough hand because um, I'm going to use a verbal meme here. Uh, you know, the the meme, it's the Simpsons. And it's uh, I think it's Mo throwing out uh, who, who's the, the drunk guy. I can't oh, remember, but he, he gets thrown out he's, and then he's back inside the building, right? When he got hit. <laughs> when, when Robbie Anderson was traded or left the Jets, he shit talk uh, Sam Darnold so much. He's like, I'm so happy to be over this guy. I'm so sick of him. He could not give me the ball. And then he's in Carolina, signs this huge deal, puts up 90 receptions over a thousand yards and boom, right? But standing behind him is Sam Darnold again. <laughs> So he could not escape that. It just kind of goes back to your point where he's had those kind of uh, not the easiest scenarios with quarterbacks. But, man, I don't think I'm asking for, you know, 90 receptions and 1,000 yards. And um, I do just think that if he gets 30 receptions, I think when you think of the fact that Mike Kosicki had 50 receptions last year, you got to replace those. I think they're going to be those big play opportunities where he's just – going to be that forgotten guy, you know, 30 yards down the field. And I think that's where he's going to be that difference maker wide receiver three being that guy who can be a starter. If you know, one of the guys goes down in terms of Waddle or Tyreek for a couple games. I don't know about that. I think I'd be more comfortable having Ezukama out there if it was for a well-rounded um, uh, snap count, just for the sake of, I think he can do a lot of different things. Anderson, I think at this point is going to be a very great speed guy. But just someone who, you know, you need a first down and you can just huck it his way. I think Ezukoma still has the opportunity to develop into that. So in terms of well-rounded, I'd go him in terms of that wide receiver three. But generally speaking, man, I do like the idea of Robbie Anderson being the third wide receiver on the field. I know that was kind of like a political answer there. I'm sorry. No, that was a perfect answer. And again, I think Braxton Barrios is going to account for a lot of that. And I'm excited to see what he can do with Wes Welker. Um, There was a tweet from David Gregg. He actually listed all the quarterbacks that he had. So uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown, Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray for that one game, Colt McCoy, Trace McSorley, and David uh, Blau. I probably messed that last one up. But um, I think the biggest thing with the Robbie Anderson signing and the thing that I guess has um, Dolphin fans a little bit 
I don't want to say worried, but a little bit, you know, taken back by this whole signing. And like you mentioned, he kind of trash talked Sam Darnold on his way out of New York, um, actually got thrown out of a game by interim head coach Steve Wilkes before he was traded from the Carolina Panthers because of a disagreement on him coming off the field on third down. So um, there are some, I don't want to say locker room issues. I don't want to call him a cancer because I truly don't know the full story, but um, I guess that's a lot of the perception around the league and from Dolphin fans. So um, when he comes into this, you know, locker room that's so well-maintained, it seems, you know, um, what are your thoughts on that? And it could that, you know, start cause a ripple effect because I think one of the things that Mike McDaniel does so well, he talked about in an interview is that, you know, he doesn't, um, try to take this personality out of these players. You know, he kind of leans into that and kind of, um, you know, wants them to be those players that they are. So um, I think Robbie Anderson, you know, having a chip on his shoulder may be a good thing for the Dolphins. And if for some way this 29-year-old veteran wide receiver can come in here and even show a little bit of a glimpse of that 2020 season, again, I think with all the playmakers the Dolphins already have on offense, uh, Tua Tomaloa should be over the moon excited for what could happen. Yeah, that's that's kind of the tough question because it's an interim coach. We saw the Panthers really trend in the right direction under Wilkes. But, uh, I mean, it could just be that everyone was just kind of tired of being with each other. You're, you're around each other for so long. You say one thing, and then you just kind of tell them to get out of your face. And since you're the head coach, that's kind of that. Um, I don't know if I see it as an issue with the Dolphins. Now, if this was a team maybe in its uh, you know second year of a rebuild, a uh, coach that didn't have success in year one, a, a wide receiver group that isn't already star-studded and headlined by you know a Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, I think there are too many leaders and I think there are too many roles on this team uh, for him to really have that opportunity to get mad about something. I think uh, in that quote, Josh, I'm sorry if you already said it and I already blanked it out, but but he had a quote along the lines of you know I don't play football for money. Um, I don't play it for touchdowns. I play here because I love the game. So I do wonder if that was just like a, a you know, heated up, every, all the annoyance boiled over because that Panthers team was downright terrible uh, for most of the season where I don't think he's going to have an opportunity to think like that with the Dolphins. I think if he has, you know, his 10, 15 snaps a game, he's going to be trying to do everything he can to turn that 10, 15 into 20 to 25 instead of, you know, putting it on the line to complain or, you know, fire up his team or in a way like that where he's not supposed to be that guy, not supposed to be one of the the attitude leaders on the sideline yeah and another thing that you brought up is Sam Darnold kind of followed him to Carolina and we mentioned the different quarterbacks he went through PJ Walker I mean XFL god but um maybe mm -hmm. a lot of that was the frustration too we know the Panthers were kind of just fl floundering around like a magic carp I always like to say that like a magic carp out of water so um I, I love that quote that you brought up because that does make it sound like he just loves the game of football um I when you were sitting there talking I was wondering you know this is a guy that's not going to get a huge deal from the Dolphins I mean they could easily cut bait with him at any point but um I don't want to compare him to Chad Johnson but do you remember when Chad Johnson came to the Dolphins I mean he was a little bit older in his career he was a star you know he had some issues that you know people thought might bring a, be a little bit of a cancer to the locker room I mean Joe Philbin cut bait with him real quick which I mean that still pains me a little bit to this day but I mean it seems like a similar situation that again not the same type of dynamic player that Chad uh, Ochocinco is but bringing in Robbie Anderson again on a one-year deal I mean what's the worst thing that could happen I mean they end up cutting him and um, you know he goes on and plays somewhere else I mean I think um, I was going to joke with you about the Cynthia Pickles hair that he has because it is just so uh, unique to see him out there. But <laughs> I also saw a picture from a pro football talk where he had this like blacked out murdered visor. So, I mean, think, seeing him with those dreads coming out the back, I mean, running wide open down the field, I'm here for it. I just uh, I just hope that he does, doesn't cause any ruckus in the locker room. But again, listing down those quarterbacks, listing the different teams that he had to deal with. I think this could be the right situation. and I'm excited to see what could happen from this. 
I think that's a great comparison. Um, not comparing Chad Johnson and Robbie Andrew, just more more the coaches that they're dealing with, right? I, I would have loved to see how things would have been different if it was Mike McDaniel coaching the Dolphins then compared to Joe Philbin, where you know Philbin, we've talked about it in a recent show. Just anything goes wrong, he's instantly queasy. I'm gonna go hide in the corner and face the other way and hope it all goes away. Um, I think Johnson could have been a fun number three number four wide receiver you know dude this was at the same time we were hearing reports that legadu nene was the best wide receiver on the miami dolphins <laughs> so i i guarantee you chad johnson could have brought something to the team and that's why i'm i'm kind of feeling a little jazzed up a little excited about robbie anderson because i think that mike mcdaniel can deal with people and look people in the eyes can you ever imagine joe Philbin going up and having a conversation with aaron donald at a ufc event and knowing all the cameras are on him, like I think that difference—just the the personality, the the ability to let people be themselves—is so important and is so special of a character trait. Man, I, I do think Robbie Anderson has the opportunity to add a nice wrinkle. Again, I'm really jazzed up about the signing because I think he'll fit a specific role, not necessarily because I think he'll be that you know 90 reception, thousand yard type guy. Yeah, and I think anybody that changed their name from Robbie to Chosen, I mean, I kind of feel like he might be that guy to break out the number zero, right? I mean, I could definitely see Chosen Ooh, uh, Chosen like Anderson rocking the number zero. Um, I didn't do this intentionally, but when I wrote up the article in the Finsider, I listed their receivers and, you know, all their names, and I left out Cedric Wilson, and someone sat here and said, you know, this was a great article, but you left out Cedric Wilson, and I just laughed because that was not intentional, but, I mean, when this tr signing first happened, I mean, I think we all kind of went to that, you know, what does this mean for Cedric Wilson? So, um. I don't want to say it means that he's on his way out because we have no idea. I don't know if the Dolphins have a trade partner lined up, but give me your thoughts on that, Jake, because now, I mean, this receiving corps does have a lot of different bodies. Um, again, you mentioned Eric Ezekoma. We're hoping the world from him, Braxton Berrios, now Robbie, or Chosen Anderson. Uh, what are your thoughts on Cedric Wilson and the potential that he could be moved? Permission to break out the tinfoil hat? Always. So, so the way I look at this, right, you know, timing is everything. And you're telling me that Jeremy Fowler on Saturday morning is reporting that the Minnesota Vikings are looking for a trade partner for Delvin Cook. And if they don't find a trade partner by the draft, they're going to cut him. And there are reports out there that four teams have talked about a trade for Delvin Cook. All right. So just getting the gears going a little bit. The hamster's running on the wheel. So the Dolphins have about $3 million in cap space. And that's not enough to take on Cook's salary, especially if you want to trade like a third round pick for it, right? The, the, something needs to go back in terms of salary cap. Unless it's a post-June 1st, if the Vikings cut Delvin Cook, we're all partying in the streets. But with four possible trade partners, if the Vikings trade Delvin Cook, they they uh, save five mil on the cap. If they, excuse me, seven mil on the cap. If they just release him, they trade, they save five mil. So the Vikings want to trade him. The Dolphins don't really have enough picks to really trade that. So Joshua, the team just got rid of Adam Thielen. They have KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson. You need a good wide receiver three. Why not out saying this out loud sounds so stupid, but Delvin Cook for said Wilson, man. What is stopping us? The timing of all this makes sense. The tinfoil hat fits just right. The draft is two weeks away. Rumors that the Miami Dolphins were talking to the Vikings at one point in time. We know that while this running back group, the Dolphins brought back four guys from last year, they were still one of the worst groups in the league. I think 26th in rushing yards per game. Josh, the Dolphins averaged 26 rushing, 96 rushing yards per game. Delvin Cook alone averaged 86 rushing yards per game. Tinfoil hat, tell me I'm wrong. That deal 
all of a sudden kind of makes sense if you wanted to move on from a said Wilson. There's been rumors that the Dolphins wanted to trade him. The Vikings could use a wide receiver three. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing stopping that trade might be the Vikings' willingness to take on Cedric Wilson's deal, right? I mean, I'm I'm completely here for that. I mean, it does sound like we're going to see Dalvin Cook, if he's traded, you know, move for something similar to maybe Jalen Rams or even a later-round pick. I mean, at this point, it sounds like that relationship, I don't want to say it can't be, um, you know, patched back up, but we all heard the interview with Zach uh, Miller, his agent, or Zach Hiller, his agent, on that off-the-cat podcast. He basically called Minnesota mediocre. I mean, you can't do that stuff. I mean, he sat there and called Minnesota mediocre. He said his clients been playing with one shoulder since he signed that new deal back in 2019. So, um, yeah, man, I am all here for that. I mean, I know a lot of Dolphins fans were sitting here comparing the numbers. And when you do look at what Jeff Wilson did between his time in San Francisco, I think it was like 860 some yards. What Raheem Mostert did in Miami is like 890 yards. When you combine that, they did have 1700 and 50 yards and eight touchdowns compared to Dalvin Cook's 1,173 yards and eight touchdowns last season. But anybody with two eyes can tell you that Dalvin Cook is a superstar. And when you think about what he's done over the last few years and you hear now that he had one shoulder doing it, I mean, I, I don't know how it will fit under the cap. I mean, if you make a trade now, I, I mean, the Dolphins don't have that cap space right until June at all. But if he's cut, I mean, if the Dolphins already had interest in trading for him, that seems like a no-brainer to me. And that was kind of my entire argument on Twitter. If you already had interest in Dalvin Cook, what would signing Jeff Wilson Jr., you know, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin, and Salvin Ahmed do to stop you from bringing in Dalvin Cook and what that dynamic playmaker could do, especially if he's cut? So I would love to be able to trade Cedric Wilson for him. I'm here for that all day long. I mean, maybe this is a deal that goes down on draft day, but um, I just think it's crazy that Dolphin fans wouldn't even, you know, are pretending that they would be upset if this move happened. I mean, we all know the salary cap's fake. If you bring Dalvin Cook into that room with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, I mean, again, Madden Ultimate Team, Mike McDaniel style. We're all here for that. So, Jake, you're the GM. Put that tinfoil hat on. Call up the Vikings yourself and make that trade go down because I'm here for it. Yeah, and so that's kind of the thing that my first holdup was instantly, okay, how can we get Minnesota and the Dolphins to agree on a deal? And that's kind of the big thing here is Minnesota wants to save money, right? Their goal here is to save money. But you're saving money in order to spend money. You're going to use that money elsewhere. So initially, I thought maybe like an Emmanuel Agba. That would kind of make sense, but that seemed, wait, Brian Flores is the defensive coordinator of the Vikings, and who had their best seasons? You got that tinfoil hat on. Yeah, you're going deep into there. I like that. Because originally, man, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, Agba, but that's just kind of like as a Dolphins fan in me, just throwing like a piece out there, like a contract that can be traded. But all of a sudden, man, you bring in the Brian Flores factor, and, and now I'm saying it, and it kind of makes sense. But they did just move on from Adam Thielen, and he had a pretty chonky-sized contract. So I did kind of think of Sed Wilson as that nice fit for that team. I think KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson fit their specific roles. And I think said Wilson would have gone perfect for that. I think that's a contract they can move out from after this year. It is a cheaper deal than Delvin cooks as well. So that's where I kind of thought that makes sense. And if you had to throw in like a six round pick, so be it, whatever. And uh, it's something to keep in mind with the running back room with the dolphins. Uh, you can keep the, the rules for the uh, practice squad have changed a little bit. So you can keep guys who have a few years of experience. I don't know if that means Salvan Ahmed and Miles Gaskin would be, both be safe, but I think that's a position we want to be in. Like, you know, you trade for Jalen Ramsey to go from good to great in the secondary. You trade for Tyree Kill to go from good to great at receiver. Bradley Chubb, the same idea, the same idea, the same mindset. Man, this to me screams, if it does cost, you know, 
Cedric Wilson, a sixth round pick. If there is that cap space being a little tighter, like, okay, maybe we can't sign a guard. Maybe we can't sign that extra middle linebacker, the, those mid-tier guys um, in the last wave of free agency. Dude, so be it if you're going to get the guy who ranks fourth since 2019 in average rushing yards per game. You don't need him to be great. You are not paying him to be one of those guys either. The contract is not going to be as bad when you trade for him. So, man, I just put together all those pieces, and you see, like, the opportunity to do with like Jalen Ramsey. That was a contact hit. It wasn't this big time deal. You just kind of swung and you landed a double. This is such an easy double that can pay dividends all season long, man. I just think it'd be a special move and make that group special along like what Greer's done to the corners, edge, receivers, you know, all those groups. Yeah, and I'm guilty as hell as being, you know, a guy that kind of looks through the, the life and, you know, football as a fantasy football type of guy. So, I mean, I'm <laughs> sitting here salivating at the opportunity to potentially get Dalvin Cook. Um, I guess the one thing I have to ask you, Jake, and I guess maybe a fear with Dolphin fans is that, you know, it wasn't so much the talent that the Dolphins had at running back. It was mostly, you know, in situational times when, you know, Mike McDaniel would completely abandon the run. So I think, you know, having a guy like Dalvin Cook could completely change that. You know, we might see the Dolphins running the ball later in games when, you know, everybody in the world like us thought they should do that. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm here for it. And I don't see what would be wrong with adding Dalvin Cook to any unit. And you mentioned the running back and how, you know, we have a pretty solid stable of them. Raheem Mostert, I think last season was one of the few years where he, I mean, he was still injured last year, right? Didn't he miss a game or two? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, was, he wasn't and, at the end of the year. Sorry. Yeah. And prior to, no, you're good. And prior to that, I mean, I think he was always, you know, banged up a little bit. That was always kind of his, his issue with availability. I think Jeff Wilson may have even been banged up for a game. So, I mean, bringing in Dalvin Cook, a guy who again just played on one shoulder and put up those type of numbers. I mean, no one would be upset with that. And again, I hope that it would mean the offense would take the game to the next level and, you know, rely on that run game a lot more because we do have those stud receivers. We did just add Chosen Anderson, but if you have a run game that is just successful with Dalvin Cook and, you know, Raheem Moster and Jeff Wilson, there's no reason to go away from that. And who can even sit here and, you know, debate how much that would help the offensive line, right? I mean, everyone talks about how good Minnesota's offensive line was. Just adding a player like Dalvin Cook that can make defenders miss, that can do some things that no other back on the roster could do, I, I would definitely be here for it. But again, uh, this may be a deal that we see go down on draft day. And hopefully if Jake has any say in it, uh, it can be for Cedric Wilson. Man, dude, if this deal happens, I'm going to buy a tinfoil hat, especially now that we have these shows on YouTube. Be sure you're subscribed to at House on YouTube. Dude, I would love to break out a tinfoil hat like once every show because I'm, I'm still so shocked all of a sudden that the Agba thing makes so much sense. I that, that to me is just still mind blowing. Hey, man, one last question here before we wrap up here. Uh, Chosen Anderson joins the team. So. Give me your top five, a.k.a. locked-in wide receivers for this roster last year. You have Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. Let's just put – we'll even put Barrios to the side. That's three solidified guys. So pick two out of River Craycraft, Cedric Wilson, Eric Ezukama, Braylon Sanders, Freddie Swain, and Chosen Anderson. Pick, pick only two. I think they're going to end up – I'll say pick three. They'll keep six yeah. wide receivers. I, I think, think – yeah. yeah, so I think Braxton Barrios, Ezukama, they're definitely locks as well. I guess I would go with – Kids are going a little crazy. I guess I'd go with maybe River Craycraft. Girls. I guess I'd go with River Craycraft because I think his familiarity with the system, I think he's a Mike McDaniel guy. He's going to be able to teach some of these other guys, you know, the system. Uh, do I still have another one left? Because then I was going to go with one more. I was going to go with Chosen Anderson. I think you mentioned what, Braylon Sanders. I think Freddie Swain's one of them too, that those guys would be prime targets for the practice squad. So um, I'm not even sure where I'm at. The kids are incomplete. They're they're making my head spin. But that, that I think, is be, be, be my list. And I do think that Chosen Anderson, as long as he's not that cancer that some people think he is, I think he will make the roster because of his skill set alone. 
They're just jazzed up about Chosen Anderson. And it's important to keep in mind, Josh. I mean, you just did not mention Cedric Wilson. So, boom, yeah. boom, there's, yeah, he's there's de- the trade. He's definitely gone, right, man? He's, he's definitely gone one way at or the other. At this point, like, like at this, I think Chosen Anderson, more than, more than anything, just kind of screams that I think I think Sed's gone. And, dude, I kind of would love to go back, and, and I'd love to hear the conversations about what they wanted to do with Cedric Wilson because I think the key here is he's a good player. Like, he is a talented player, and just sometimes it just flat out doesn't work. And when you have a vision with him and all of a sudden Tyree Hill is out of the equation, that's like having, you know, a straight-up addition problem and you just Make add a, a Pokemon reference. Make a Pokemon <laughs> reference. What's that? From going like a I, – I don't want to diss Pikachu, but what, Pikachu to like a Zapdos or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you took a caterpie, you punted it to a side, and here's here's a Venusaur or something. I don't know. Yeah, it just it's just you're doing different things, or, or it's it's a different mindset. So it's just kind of, I love the roster building stuff. I love this time of year, and I think that's why a show like this is so exciting because despite these guys might not be uh, chosen Anderson specifically, you know, a guy who's going to have 90 receptions for uh, you know a thousand yards. I do think there's going to be opportunities to see him make plays and. I just think back to, you know, hoping Roberto Wallace, right, and Marlon Moore were going to be those guys to make the catches. And I think doing this for, you know, a decade makes you really realize, like, hey, like, your fourth wide receiver is important, your fifth wide receiver is important. And and just because they're that, you can't pigeonhole these developmental guys and think, all right, we're set, we're good to go. And and that's kind of interesting in itself when you see, like, you can get a 1,000-yard receiver as a replacement for one of those guys. Yeah, and I mean, we don't know what the deal is, but it sounds like it's going to be a, a relatively low-cost deal. And, um, man, you mentioned Wallace and Moore and, uh, you know, Julius Pruitt and those different receivers that yes. we once had so much hope for. I mean, it just shows you how much different this roster is and how, um, I don't want to say our time is now, but it feels like the Dolphins' time is now. So I never expected we were going to come on here and talk about Chosen Anderson. I mean, I think a lot of people didn't even realize that that was still Robbie Anderson. I have people asking me still this morning, you know, kind of surprised by it. But um, no one saw this coming, you know, I mean, Everybody that has sources and things like that. No one was sitting here predicting Chosen Anderson on the Dolphins, but he's here now, and I think we're excited to see what he can do. The kids are – I don't know how loud they are. I mean, they're really loud over here, but they're excited for what Chosen Anderson could do with Tua Tagovailoa this season. It's those Sunday vibes, man. You can't hold the kids back on a Sunday. The sun's out, and, man – what a great way to set the tone. Thank you, Josh, for hopping on here, doing a little pod with me. It was fun thank to talk, you, Chosen Anderson, Delvin Cook. Everyone out there, thank you guys all so, so much for listening. If you're listening to this on Sunday, hope you get squeeze out that little last bit of the weekend. If it's Monday morning, sorry you're miserable. Don't worry, we are too. But that is all the time we have. Thank you so much for listening to another Dolphins podcast. For Jake and Josh, we will talk to you next time. Fins up. We're the Miami Dolphins. Miami.